the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Well, today is part two with Chris Rystrom Emmert. And if you missed the previous episode, you have to go back. You have to hear the full story. She's a gold star wife. She is remarried, a pastor's wife this time uh, with four kids and Operation Provide Promise. I love how you talk about, Chris, the, the hope in the heartache. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I do want to talk briefly, Jennifer, mm-hmm. about um, Providing Promise. Yes. And the book is titled Providing Promise, A Navy Widow's Journey to Hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was first writing the book and I was trying to come up with my title, I kept going back to Providing Promise because John's mission uh, that he lost his life doing was called Operation Provide Promise. Oh, and yeah. if, um, if your listeners, if they Google that and look up Operation Provide Promise, it was a humanitarian mission in the early 90s for um, offering food and medicine and aid to the Bosnian refugees. And so, be, you know, it wasn't a mission uh, over oil. It wasn't a mission over terrorism. It was a mission of hope. And so what I love about the Operation Provide Promise, and of course, John's markers in Arlington National Cemetery Aww. and on his market says Operation Provide Promise. I did not receive his body back, but there is a beautiful place in Arlington National Cemetery for memorial markers for any of our military that didn't make it home. Mm. And so his marker is in a beautiful place, and it's surrounded by trees and It's so lovely, but I love when you think about God being our provider and he offers his promises in his word. So uh, providing promise is really about the Lord being our provider and holding on to his promises. And I think, isn't that beautiful that John's mission was Operation Provide Promise, that the Lord was able to use that. Um, for me to do this ministry, which is called Providing Promise Ministry. Isn't that cool? Oh, I I just, does that offer any comfort to you, knowing that he was on this humanitarian mission? Yes, yes. And I'd love that I can share that with my children as well. Absolutely. That he was doing good. He was doing good. I do have a chapter. um, It's a the. The book is nonfiction. It's all it's all true, but there's one chapter in it that is fictitious, and I wrote it with a co-author. Her name is Julie Vudre, and she wrote this part. But we emulated what it was like to be a mother in Bosnia living in one of those refugee camps, mm-hmm. and uh, her husband was nowhere to be found, didn't know if he was you know, taken or killed, but she's there in this refugee camp with her children and she can hear the the airplanes coming from the United States, bringing the food and the medicine, getting ready to do the drop. Yeah. 
And it's a way, it's so cool the way Julie wrote this about how she's all of a sudden holding on to hope, knowing that her kids are going to have food that night because of Operation Provide Promise. Hmm. That's incredible. Well, you lost your husband uh, on the break. We were talking about, you know, something happens to all of us. No, no one really yeah. gets out of this old, fallen, dirty, dusty world uh, without no. hurt or pain or, or confusion or something. And, um, you be, and you have a chapter in there where you actually walk us through this hope and how we can basically rebuild our lives. Would you right, want right. Would you want to unpack some of that for us? Yeah, I would love to. So. The beginning, of, well, most of the book is a love story, and it's it's such a beautiful love story because John and I had such a beautiful marriage, and we wrote letters to each other every day, mm. and and so to write the book, I had to pull the excerpts from all these letters that I had been saving, um, even though I'm remarried, and I just never had gotten the letters back out until I knew I was writing this book. But so the first part of the book is the love story. And then, of course, the story of the mishap and um, just ha- what happened and then what it was like to, to be a gold star wife. And fortunately, Jennifer, a lot of people do not know what a gold star wife is or a gold star daughter or a Tell gold us. star son. Gold star, that means that you have lost a loved one in the line of duty, mm-hmm. in military duty, in service. And, you know, they'll say some people go, oh, we're giving 10% discounts to our military or our veterans. And I'll go, well, I'm a gold star wife. May I get that discount? And they'll go, what's that? (laughs) So Mm. that's kind of part of my platform is to create awareness and to educate these people that really they don't know that there's a whole community out there. We're, we're, We're silent. We're not out there waving our flags, but there's a whole community out there that have a folded flag, and it's because our loved ones died for the freedom of our country. Yes, they did. Yes, so, they did. Thank uh, yeah, so that's John. the beginning and the middle of the book. And then at the end of the book, I walk the reader or the listener, if you want to listen to the audio book, um, how do you get through it? What do mm-hmm. you do? Uh, I talk about true blues, your friends. I talk about... <laughs> um, Triggers, triggers to moving on. I talk about uh, whether, you know, what's it like to have to go through uh, your loved one's belongings Mm -hmm. and when is the right time? Well, there's never a right time. It's really, truly on your timeline and not to allow people to try to tell you what's best Mm -hmm. for how to get through grief. People go through grief in, in different ways. So it's beautiful in that I was able to, um, just really take my experience of 25 years, and of course I've been speaking about it for that long, longer than that, but to really give some handles to men and women, I have both men and women as my audience, that it's not a grief book, I'm not a, a licensed grief counselor, but it's just from my experience, from what I've gone through, and then just by ministering, being a pastor's wife now, just ministering to so many people that have gone through heartache. And then at the back of the book, I have discussion questions. If someone wants to use it for a Bible study, a grief group, small group, I've had many, many churches. Um, I facilitated one grief group at a church here locally in Knoxville. And I had all kind of, all different ages. We were all women, but anywhere from 
loss through COVID, loss through suicide, uh, son died, but everybody just needs to have that support, but they need to know that they're not alone and that there's other people out there that are willing to help. And those, and this scripture, you know, this is scriptural that once you've gone through the trial, the Lord is commanding us to help those you're going through a trial now. That's so true. Mm -hmm. When, when you did finally go through the clothing, uh, did you do that by yourself? Or the belongings? I did not. I had my best friend go through it with me. Mm-hmm. Is that important? Mm-hmm. I felt it was important for me um, because she understood my grief. I didn't have to put the fake smile on like so many times we have to do that. We don't have to do that, but we're just trying to be polite. And when people say, how are you doing? And you want to go, I'm fine when you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but there's certain friends, I call them the true blues, that you can call them in the middle of the night and just, you know, bear your heart and soul to them. And she offered, and I knew that it was time to at least start the process. And, of course, what was beautiful was John had several nephews. So a lot of his T-shirts and sweatshirts and Navy things, I was able to give those to a bunch of of his brother-in-laws and his nephews, and then you're going to love this, Jennifer, but you know, I didn't know what to do with his uniforms. Of course, his flight jackets and his flight suits I kept, of course, for myself and for my girls, but there was a Navy chief who lost their home in a fire, and I was able to donate a lot of John's khakis his military's Navy uniforms to this chief who had lost his uniforms in this house fire. So when you find that out things like that, it does, it makes the hurt not so hurtful. Well, that, you know, that is beautiful, Chris. We have only, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a minute or so left, but I, okay. you, you went on and you remarried and you're, you're now you're yes. a pastor's wife, another line of duty, yes. <laughs> a spiritual line yes. of duty. And you have your two kids and then his two kids. And um, so four kids all together, I guess. How do you move forward? Are you ever able to fully move forward? Yes, yes, you are now. Um, and I get that asked a lot. And, of course, I get asked a lot about, what about your second husband? How does he feel about you always talking about John, your first husband? Mm-hmm. And then, well, uh, he heard me give my testimony in church. It was the first time I spoke publicly. It was two years after the crash. And he called me that night. <laughs> and so he goes, I want a woman that has that kind of faith. In fact, he'd been praying for his Ruth. Not that he was praying for a widow, but he was praying for a woman that uh, committed her life to the Lord and had found just strength in loving Jesus. But you love differently. Yeah. I will encourage any of your listeners to know that it's just like you love children differently. You love them just as much, 100%, but it's just a difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I moved moved on. I still had bouts with grief. I still have bouts with grief. A lot of times when I speak, I still get choked up and talk about John. Or if I, um, you know, read any of his letters, precious, precious man. And God has a plan. And if it's the Lord's will, then he will make it perfect. He sure does. Oh, he, mm-hmm. and he will in his time. He makes all things new. Well, Chris yeah. Rystrom Emmert, you can go to ProvidingPromise.org. That's ProvidingPromise.org. 
Thank you for your service and being a Gold Star Wife. This has been Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.